0: Tribe
1: Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates with some fun sprinkled in.
0: We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. Hi, Tribe. Hi. I'm back. She's back. Bye we again. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That just reminded really me of that M&M thing. Seems Sam is
1: back. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That M&M thing that I tagged you in.
0: Oh my gosh! I've been laughing at me and David. Honestly, we were wetting ourselves laughing at that this week. It's so funny. I see Alan.
1: Didn't, so for, for those of you that are listening that haven't heard um, or seen it, that it, on Facebook there is uh, there was a arrest warrant out for um, uh, like this person on suspicion of trespassing and um, it someone shared it. And I looked at the photos first because I thought, oh, you know, it was in America, but I thought, oh, I'll have a look. And it looked exactly like um, Eminem. And I was praying for <laughs> the comments to live up to what I thought it would. And they absolutely did. There was just comments on comments on all of his songs um and all of the lyrics and I was wetting myself laughing my husband didn't find it funny at all really why (laughs) I don't know Alan said that I'm not like I'm not funny it's not funny and I was like we need to talk about this (laughs)
0: that's like the funniest thing I've heard all week it's so good it's so good like me and David were in statues for ages just reading them all (laughs)
1: Is it the funniest thing you've heard all week, though, this week? Oh, well,
0: actually, that is, that is a lie. <laughs> the funniest thing I've heard all week is Emily's <laughs> little fiasco. When was that? A couple of days ago. <laughs> yes. That was it, actually the best day. It, the,
1: <laughs> it was the best day for you. It wasn't the best day for me. It was blimmin' awful. <laughs> I've never panicked so much.
0: So I,
1: <laughs> for those of you listening, I... Uh, I'm a cat sitter and was cat sitting this lovely cat um in a house as you do and the owners had said oh you know the way that we get rid of the litter is we use this scoop thing and then we pop it down the toilet so it's like what a, a, a <laughs> well yeah I know but they showed me they've got these special litter boxes and this—if they listen to this—oh my gosh, I'm dead. But they've got these special litter boxes, and they roll roll it up on its um, upside down, and then roll it back, and then slightly like twinge it a little bit, and then you pull out the chute that's meant to have collected all the cat waste. And they showed it to me and they were like, Yeah, so you just do this, pop it in the in the toilet, flush the loo, don't worry if the blue gets blocked, it just flush it again. Like it happens, it'll clear up, it'll clear, it'll be fine. So I was like, Oh, okay, you know, I'll I'll do that then. So a couple of days in, needed to change the litter. So did the thing, put the thing on its head, take it over, like pulled the little shoot out, and I thought, oh, there's quite a lot of litter in here. So I did it again, turned it over the other thing pulled it out and I was like maybe this is just like all the waste that needs to go out of this box and I went over and there was a moment just before <laughs> I poured it down the toilet that I thought I don't think I should do this and but I didn't
0: anyway <laughs> I
1: did I didn't listen to myself and I poured this stuff down the toilet and it immediately blocked
0: and I was just like oh no it was disgusting she sent me a photo of it it's
1: because I had to share my pain I flushed the toilet because that's what they told me to do and the water just rose on up of all this cat poo and this oh my god it was so bad I was freaking out I was screaming down the phone at sam pretty much going what am i going to do what am i going to do i can't cope with this the cat was meowing i didn't know what to do i was freaking out sam told me to call a plumber like what are you <laughs> going to say to a plumber excuse me i blocked somebody else's toilet with cat litter they us just tell, tell you to sort your own crap out and, and go
0: Probably.
1: so what did i do like a responsible adult I shut the toilet lid and I left.
0: She ran away from her problems.
1: <laughs> I ran away because I was so worried. I was like, I need to sort this out somehow, but I can't do it here. I'm too stressed. I'm at the scene of the crime. So I went to Morrison's and, or uh, well, other other local shops are available. Uh, went to Morrison's and- you 1. <laughs> I know, but you never know bought um some marigolds a bucket and a spaghetti spoon (laughs) as well as um some bicarb. the spaghetti spoon was on spoon was on reduced so that's why I bought that and I saw it and I was like oh that looks like it might be useful (laughs) for this intended purpose that I'm considering using it for and um and then I was walking down the aisle, went to go and get some bicarbonate of soda or some baking soda. I couldn't remember which one it was. My phone stopped working, so I couldn't Google what you put with vinegar. So flagged down this like, lady and was like, what do you use to clean toilets with when you use vinegar? And is it bicarbonate of soda or baking powder? And she was like, what are you cleaning? And I then told her. <laughs> what did she say? She, her face, I've never seen a woman's face drop and look so confused all in one like moment. <laughs> she didn't, she, I think she thought I was nuts. She was a bit like, oh dear. Oh, oh, and trying not to laugh. And she was like, oh, maybe, have you maybe you could do some, like giving me all these things. And then this other person was like close by listening in on it, giggling away. I was like, what have I done? Why have I shared this story with people? and yeah so then a couple of hours later with marigolds in hand bicarbonate of soda and vinegar cleans a treat by the way guys and (laughs) (laughs) I then spent and I didn't feel great on Monday so I was literally trying not to breathe through my nose or anything (laughs) trying to fish out all this stuff out of the toilet putting it into the bucket tell you what it took me ages but I felt like I'd really accomplished something when I got that clog (laughs) under oh my god it was such a nightmare
0: and then what about the rubbish did you sort that out
1: oh yeah well yeah because then I ended up with a, a bucket of wet cat litter and waste a spaghetti spoon and a couple of um marigolds like used marigolds and I was like what am I going to do with this I can't take this home like <laughs> I, I really don't know what I'm going to do and then I was actually quite lucky because I remembered that it's their bin day so I was like yes managed to like push this thing into the bin and they took it away and Everything was fine.
0: It's all cleared. It's all cleared. Well, you need to empty the letter tree again.
1: Yeah. And I'm petrified. No, I'm not putting in the toilet.
0: It's-
1: I can't I've learned I've learnt from my <laughs> mistake. I can't I'm not gonna let myself do it again. But the worst thing was I went today and they are getting all the all the water was off. So this is a couple of days after the incident. Okay. The water was off. And they had the owner or whoever owns the house um, was there like doing all the water. And for a second, I thought, oh, my gosh, have I like exploded the toilet or something with all the vinegar and like bicarbonate soda that I put down it? I panicked so much. (laughs) Luckily, it's fine.
0: Okay, you're safe.
1: I am safe. But I don't know if anyone's going to hire me after this, but at least I sorted (laughs) it.
0: Yeah exactly and I I was saying to David because I told him he finished working I was like this is gonna make your day (laughs) and and we were like well we just can't understand why somebody would put cat litter down the toilet like I know you've done it because you were told but but the owners so we were saying like if it had blocked like it's not really your fault.
1: yeah it's just not it's not a good thing for people to come home to, is it?
0: Exactly. But the fact is you sorted it, so
1: I sorted it. But yeah. then I just felt really bad as well about putting because I just put like I put everything in the in the the bin to be taken away by the bin then. And then I so I didn't sleep last night at all. I don't know why. I couldn't fall asleep, ended up at three o'clock in the morning, getting up and um I went on Facebook and was like doing bits and bobs and then I saw that article about the fact we've got 12 years to reverse our like impact on global warming and I was like oh my gosh I've seriously contributed to that with that plastic bucket like that should have been recycled
0: it should have I feel like
1: a really bad person
0: (laughs) Okay, well it's one one little thing. I was actually listening to Deliciously Ella's podcast the other day and she had a guy on I can't remember his name, but it's one of the most recent podcast episodes if anyone wants to listen to. And he was saying that the biggest contribution we can make to help in reverse this or, you know, to to slow down the process anyway, is to be vegan. <laughs> funnily enough and really? yeah because he was speaking about the fact that you know what we we're all consuming food all the time and if we are like me as like one of the biggest contributors to like I'm, I'm trying to get all the words right here but, but I'm probably not going to do a great job but it's something that um the gases it puts into the air like the cows when they're um I don't know, there's something. Anyway, the meat industry is one of the biggest contributors to this. And the fact that they're cutting down loads of the rainforests um, to make feed for the animals. Um, so that's another big kind of part of it. And then the obviously the distance that the meat has to travel to come to you. There's just so many factors in it. Um, and it's not just the meat industry, but the dairy industry as well. Um, and you said something about milk. I really should have written this down. I've <laughs> done a great job explaining, but he said something about milk and that, you know, by 2050, there's going to be, you know, we need to slow down our intake of milk, basically. Whatever he said, I'm really rubbishly explaining this. But the fact, his, his point out of all of this was that going vegan or just reducing the meat and the dairy that you're you're using is the biggest, most single way that anybody can make a difference over everything else. And even he said as well, which is quite interesting, is that if you shop more locally, like at farmers markets, or if you can go to farms to get your fruit and vegetables, and even if you still wanted to eat meat, um, and you went to like a local farm shop to get the meat, then that's better than getting meat from, say, the supermarket that's had to be like packaged, so there's all the kind of packaging waste, there's all the mileage of the whether it's had to fly to this country or whether it's you know being like truck miles if you're just going and picking it up from somewhere local then that that's a better thing to do than buying from the supermarkets so yeah a little little thing there that I learned this week that I thought was quite interesting um what I was going to say about yeah and you know I was telling my husband about this and he was like oh yeah but because he's still a meat eater he doesn't eat meat as much he's definitely cut down like he maybe only eats it a couple of times a week but he was you know trying to argue with me about it cause he he loves a debate um so we were getting in a heated debate last night in the car and he was like yeah but not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to like not eat meat and do this and do that and you know find a farmer's market and they're so much more expensive and I was like actually they're not because I was at a farmer's market at the weekend the first time I'd ever went and there me and my friend Kirsty had found a local one and so we went along and it was so much cheaper like we got you know the amount of say for instance the strawberries I found because at the moment I'm I'm finding especially here the strawberries in Tesco other supermarkets are available <laughs> in Tesco the strawberries have been really rubbish like I bought a punnet and they were just like really off it was like they were out of season and i got the ones at this farmer's market and there was about double the amount in it and it was less of the cost and they were organic and they have lasted me i got them on saturday and i've still got them and they're still really fresh and they tasted so good but they're cheaper and you could get like three packs of like different um like strawberries raspberries blueberries all they things um i think it was like five pounds whereas that would cost a lot more in the supermarket to get that quantity for that. So I was like, actually, it is cheaper and there's not all the plastic waste with a lot of the stuff. Um, I don't know. And the food's so much fresher as well. So I'm definitely going to keep going to as many as I can. Like there's not, there's only one every Saturday that i found so far. But yeah, just every little helps that you can do. Oh,
1: well, the catchphrases are available.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um that was just my little. I've just completely went off on something there but yeah um that's a good point though yeah like I just think everybody should be trying I think like a lot of people just kind of bury their heads in the sand with stuff like this and that you know you can't see you know there's all these articles coming out saying that you know we're heading for a disaster if we don't do anything now but if we can't see like the physical effects of what's actually going on like we can't see all the damage it's doing uh, you know David said last night he's like as he feels like it's gonna take something like the day after tomorrow you know the film the big disaster film he's yeah. like it's gonna take something like that to happen for everybody to be like oh like shit like we need to do something but then it's mm. gonna be late and we're all gonna be buried under 50 foot of snow unable to do anything so yeah, yeah I feel like I just want to kind of spread the message more about this stuff. I'm, I, f- I feel like this year I've kind of got a lot more passionate and like, because I've been learning, like, you know, some people just don't know about it. And if you've not heard about it and you're just going on about your day and you just don't know anything that's kind of going on, then you don't know. But when you start hearing about things, learning about it, then you can just start making little changes in your life. That's going to help. And even if you think, oh, well, I'm just one person, like, what what difference is that going to make just me doing something? But then if you thought that, and then, you know, a million other people in the country thought the same, and then you actually done something about it, then that's going to make such a difference. One million people changing their ways, or just doing these little changes, it's going to help the, the, the planet. And, you know, like this guy was saying, actually, on the, the Deliciously Ella podcast, that, you doing something, and then you speaking about it can influence others around you. It can influence your family and your friends, or if you're posting on social media, it can then educate somebody else on what they can be doing different, and then it's like a snowball effect, and it's gonna spread Yep. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, and I guess like as well, like a lot of the things I've been doing this year has to be to reduce my plastic waste and even more so passionate about that after the holiday that I've just been on, um, because we we went out we were in Monterey for a bit and we went out oh it was the best day of my life. <laughs> I actually said to my husband, I was like, I actually think this is the best day of my life. Like stuff the wedding, this is the day <laughs> <laughs> I'll forever remember. <laughs> it's been the best day because we went out on a boat early in the morning. Um, to watch the whales. And it was honestly so magical, like all these big humpback whales just jumping out the water. Um, We came across a baby who was just so playful. And they were saying like, this is so rare, like all the stuff that we've seen in this one go. And the baby was like lying on his back on top of the water, like splashing his fins. Really loud. It was so loud because he was like really thudding them against the water, and then there were like sea lions playing with them, and they were all like leaping out the water at the same time. And we came across a massive pod of dolphins, and it must have been about a hundred dolphins, and they were all just leaping out the water alongside the boat. It was so cool. I was just like, I love animals, and you know all types of nature, and it was just so exciting. Um, and and then at one point, actually, I get so passionate about this. <laughs> it was like. Eight, no, seven humpback whales, and they don't travel in pods, they were saying but they sometimes like feed together and they were underneath the water stunning all the fish. So the fish would like rise to the surface. And then they did this thing called lunge feed where they all leapt out the water at the same time, like with their mouth open to grab all the fish that were on top of the surface. And they all just, like right beside our boat, this happened about five times and they all just came up with their mouths open and grabbed all the fish. It was so cool. Um, and oh, it was just the best day and we were like after i was like gosh like like this is seeing them in their natural environment and all this stuff i've been learning this year about how there's so much plastic going into the ocean and you know i can't, I can't remember the numbers but like a big like when i know the sea life protector people who have like helped animals the creatures that have been in the water like they're so often finding like pieces of plastic in their stomach I think it's actually quite rare to not find plastic in the stomach of sea mammals and you know it just got me thinking about it so much that like we need to do more because these beautiful creatures this is their home like this is their their whole life and why should we be putting all this junk in their world because the water is their world and we are putting all this stuff in there and ruining their life when they're not the ones using plastic. They don't need plastic um, and all this rubbish. But yet we're we're throwing it upon them. And then even when we were in Hawaii and we went paddleboarding and the turtles, they were so cute. They just popped their heads up as we were paddleboarding in the ocean, and it was so exciting. They were just going all around us. And you know you hear so often about turtles dying because um, they're getting the plastic inside them and yeah so it's made me even more passionate about kind of doing something more about this like spreading the message and the kind of things I was doing on holiday which is really really easy and everybody can do Is I took I think I took about eight straws with me like reusable straws I've got you know the metal one the stainless steel ones you can get and I also ordered before we went this set of Amazon that was a knife, a fork, a spoon, and a straw. They were all bamboo. And they were like wrapped up in a little canvas case. So I took them with us. So I took them out with us every time we were out because we were basically, you know, every single day. And um, so, and I was so glad I actually took the cutlery because a lot of places I found in America, like smaller kind of cafe type places would not use cutlery. Like if you were sitting in and eating it in, they didn't give you like cutlery you know like we were just in the house they would they would just be plastic cutlery there to take and I was like why 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 do you need to have this why can you not just have cutlery that you then wash or you know have some re I don't know something that you can recycle like the wooden one you can get wooden ones mm-hmm. so you recycle but it was all plastic so I was so glad I had like these sets with us because then we could just use them and we had straw because there's there quite a few places we did find that weren't giving out straws but they had signs up saying like if you want a straw like we'll give you a straw but we're trying to like reduce the straws that we use and they would have signs saying about like the fact that the straws are going into oceans and things. Um, so that was quite good but a lot of places, would, there were some places we found that were just like giving out all these plastic straws and it was stressing me out. <laughs> it was just like, oh I just want to take them all out your cups. <laughs> But we had our straws with us and a lot of people commented on them, which was good for people to kind of see that that actually, oh, there is something that we can like take out, like we could go and get and take with us and have something reusable. So that's kind of what little things that we kind of took on holiday that helped reduce our plastic waste while we were away. Um, Yeah, so I guess I just want to share the message. You can go and buy some straws. Go and buy some straws. Get on Amazon. They're really cheap um and get some reusable cutleries as well
1: we got some um, bamboo straws from bali when we were on honeymoon
0: Mm -hmm. and they were just selling
1: them on the beach yeah but it in in bali was when it hit me yeah just how much rubbish there was we were on gilly meno which is one of the more untouched gilly islands and there's no sand anymore it's all just white coral from where they've kind of they they used to do um something called blast fishing which is basically i think it's using hot water or hot uh, or currents or something to to basically blast the fish to stun them so that they can catch them more easily but because they've done that they've ruined the coral so the corals all just died gone bleached white and is just now where the 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 beach once was kind of thing and like we we went off and we went snorkeling on our own and saw some turtles and like I actually I had to fish out plastic from the sea while we were around these like creatures and it was just like one one of them was like a bread bag yeah. and I think there's so much stuff that we use without really thinking and I know you know I, I mean I'm still a meat eater most of the meat that we buy is in plastic packaging. Um, and it's really frustrating, but what you can do is if you go to the, the butcher, even in some some supermarkets with a um, plastic or not plastic, like a Tupperware, yeah. so something, something, an alternative, plastic alternative, mm-hmm. um, they will weigh it out and, and you can reuse your own. So I think people are trying, but I think quite a lot of the time it's just part of it's probably laziness. And part of it is convenience, but I think that it's got to a stage now where, I mean, I look, I, I, I literally, I was in bed, but well, I wasn't in bed. I was out of bed at like three, four o'clock this morning, just going, oh my gosh, like 12, 12 years isn't, isn't much at all. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to be 40. That's right. Isn't it? Yeah. I'll be like a year away from 40, yeah. I think. and. And I was like, "And what if? What if we were going to have children? Like, what? Chi- what would I be bringing? Like a child into? Mm-hmm. It's crazy." So yeah, I had a proper existential crisis today, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about your holiday on happier notes.
0: Yes, it was just the best time ever. Oh my gosh, we just. just done so much it was three weeks we were away for and we went to San Francisco we flew into San Francisco which was it was cool I liked it I wouldn't say I would definitely rush back it was cold (laughs) we we arrived thinking yes it's gonna be so hot here we're in California and out of all the people we know who have been to San Francisco nobody told us it would be cold (laughs) so we turned up you know actually though when we arrived we got off the plane and out the airport and it was actually pretty hot and humid and we were like, this is great and then by night time we went out we went out and it was still quite warm we went into this big shopping center had some dinner and then we came out and it was dark and freezing and we were in vest and shorts so cold (laughs) so we had to like Run back to the hotel and we're like, okay. It must just be like a nighttime thing, like it's cold at night because the sun's away, so that's fine. It'll be hot tomorrow. So off we Enough went I love your reasoning. The <laughs> sun's away, so it's cold. exactly that, that makes total sense. So the next day off we went to um, we went to see Alcatraz, which is the prison out on the island. Um and I did take a jumper. It wasn't a very warm jumper, but it's like I'm just gonna take this just in case. I still had sandals on pretty summery attire and it was freezing <laughs> we were so cold and um, so we were like oh right okay so we went we've done Alcatraz which was really cool it was awesome. Was it haunted? I've heard that it's haunted. It probably is I mean we didn't see any ghosts there was like oh. loads of people there but it was really cool like it's just like you go inside and you can walk into the cells and they they done this demonstration which was um Sounds of the Slammer where they like Twiddled with the buttons and like all the doors like slammed shut and slammed open and it just you know made that noise you can just imagine from like films. It was so cool, um, but then just seeing like the cells were tiny, they were so small and you just stand in them and all you can basically get is like a bed, a toilet, and there's like a tiny square of like space for walking. And I was just like, how like how did people this they, like they were in here for so long? A lot of the people, it's quite crazy yeah so it was just really cool we'd done like an audio tour around Alcatraz and you just learned so much about it and it was you know it was so beautiful like I know it's a prison, but when you get outside of it and, and all the grounds of it there's so much wildlife and all these plants that are growing and you know they said there's I can't remember the, the number but there's so so many species of plants there that aren't actually anywhere else because when Alcatraz was a prison the prison guard at, like all the prison guards all the people who worked in the prison actually stayed on the island as well like they had like a section of the island and all their families stayed there so they like planted all these like plants and everything and it's just like it just looks really beautiful even though there's big prison there and it's so beautiful. The grounds around it, and then from there you can just see all of San Francisco, like the whole San Francisco skyline. You can just see from the island. So yeah, it was cool. That would um, be a great
1: place to go if there was a zombie apocalypse, wouldn't
0: there? Yeah, no, it can get you there. Definitely couldn't swim across that water because it's really choppy. Yeah, yeah that would be the place. You have been thinking about that a lot lately. I know. Where's the place to go. <laughs> <laughs> Alcatraz Island take home, home warm clothes though yeah <laughs> are you afraid so yeah san francisco was cool but really cold the day we went to go and see the golden gate bridge was a bit of a a bit of a dud <laughs> because we got on the the bus there we got like the open tour bus thing and we were going take it was about an hour before we got to the bridge and by the time we got to the bridge we were absolutely frozen we were like huddled together and then going across the bridge the it was quite um like misty so you couldn't see the top of it and because it was that cold and as you're going across the the like winds that are coming from the bay the, guy, the tour guide was explaining it to us. It's like, all the they get all these kind of winds because San Francisco is quite hilly and then they've got the bay. It's like the air mixes with something and it's that's what makes it really cold, such a cold wind. And because we're sat obviously on an open tour bus, the wind was thrashing us. And I, all I had with me, because I didn't have a hat at this point, I had like a vest, an extra vest top in David's bag. So I took it and I like wrapped it around my head, you know, like those granny scarves. Like all <laughs> <grannies> <laughs> so I'm like sat on this bus with like my little granny scarf on my head like me and David were like huddled together like trying to save ourselves from this icy cold wind so it wasn't quite the oh wow look at the golden gate bridge we were just like get me off this bridge oh. <laughs> and we were gonna get off at the other side and like have a wander and look around and we we're just like no take us back so that's quite funny funny looking back <laughs> But yeah, San Francisco was cool. And then we hired a car and we drove down the coast to, our first stop was in Monterey, which I told you about the whales. Monterey is like my dream place to live. It's so beautiful. And that's where I think I started to get really excited about the trip was in Monterey because we went, um, the first night we arrived, we went to this beach And it just looked like a California beach. The sand was just white and the water was just like, there was just big waves coming up. And it was just like really deserted actually. And it was just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, all these beach houses along the sides. And I was like, this is it. This is where I'm going to retire to. (laughs) Not that David agrees, because he is like a big scaredy. And he's like, oh, well, it's on the San Francisco, San Francisco, what's it called? The San Andreas Fault Line. Yeah. So there's going to be like, it's inevitable for a big earthquake. And I'm like, I don't care. Like I'd still want to live there. I don't care. I want the beach. I <laughs> want the beach and the whales. And it's just so pretty. So oh, I, I wish we'd actually spent more time in Monterey because we we're only there for two nights. Um, and yeah, I'd, go back in a minute and just spend a week there it's so beautiful and it's like right beside this town called Carmel as well there's like Monterey and Carmel and again we went to Carmel Beach and it was just stunning um so yeah definitely go back and then we drove down Big Sur um Highway 1 which was just everything was so amazing this is probably one of my favorite parts of the trip because it's just you can't even from pictures like you can't imagine how beautiful like the views are like you're just Dave I mean David said like the whole time because he was the one who was driving he was just like laser focused on like getting us there safely because you're at some point you're you know you're I don't even know how high so so high up on this cliff and it's just a drop down into the the sea, like this big rocky drop into the ocean, like the, like so much of the drive. So he was like hands gripped on the steering wheel. And the road is like really windy as well. It's not just a straight road. It's so like so many like twists and turns in it. Um, and I was like, I kind of was annoying him, I think, a bit because I was like, oh, like stop here. There's so many stop points on the way. And I'm like, oh, look at this view. Stop here. Stop here. <laughs> I made him stop about twenty times down the way, but it was worth it. And I was like, "Well, you you're not getting to really see it because you're driving, so you need to stop to make the most of it." So yeah, we've just seen so many beautiful, beautiful sights, and we we stopped for lunch. It was funny because we were driving for ages. We left really early in the morning because this we were we left Monterey, and we were our finish point was Santa Monica. Um, I think it was. Oh, I want to guess maybe about 300 miles or so and the kind of route down Big Star with all the the coastal the coastal part anyway took, uh, took us ages I think because we were stopping and starting as well and then we we found this little town that we stopped at for lunch um oh, I, right I'm gonna just say here I wasn't fully vegan on holiday I was a little bit vegetarian because at some points like if I didn't eat vegetarian then like I wouldn't have ate so we stopped in this little town, I cannot remember what it was called, and we went to this little grill place, and oh my gosh, this quiche that I had, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I was in my dreams. <laughs> it was like, a roasted vegetable quiche, and it was like so thick, and the crust was really thick, and it was just, oh my god, incredible. I... I need to just go back there for that occasion because it was so good and um, so we stopped yeah. there and we were like right we must be nearly there we must be nearly at Santa Monica so we we mapped it on our phones and it said we still had like almost four hours to go <laughs> and David was like cracking up he was like what we yeah. <laughs> like all day this is about I think this is about uh, um half past two three o'clock in the afternoon and we'd left I think we left about eight or nine in the morning so we were like, oh, right, okay, I'll be fine. So then their the kind of rest of their drive was more inland. You kind of dipped a bit inland. Um, so you're kind of going through like desert and stuff, like inland California. And we had a convertible, so we had the roof down. And it just all of a sudden from like driving down the coast, it was, you know, the temperatures were like about 18 degrees, like 20 degrees. It wasn't like really, really hot and then you suddenly just drove a bit inland and we were suddenly like the sweat was driven off us and like the car had the thermometer on it and it got to 41 degrees, 41 oh my God. Degrees. And we were like, oh my God. And we, we didn't actually have sun cream on because we thought we we're gonna be in the car all day. It's not really that hot here. Like we just hadn't put it on and because we were really wrapped up as well because we were like with the the roof down, like I had my hat on, had my scarf around me because the kind of wind was making it cold. But we got to this point and we were, like, stripping off layers and there was nowhere to stop but to put the roof up. So I'm, like, trying to put, like, sun cream on us as we're driving. And the sun is, like, beating down on us. And then we eventually managed to stop somewhere and put it up. But, all, like, we were burnt. Like, so burnt at this point. <laughs> like, and that was only about an hour after it. But anyway, we got to Santa Monica, which was really cool. I loved Ellie. David was – he liked it but he I don't know he, like he did like it but he's like I, I wouldn't rush back but I loved it because there were so many amazing food places for me to eat I found this place right next to our hotel called The Hive and I went every single morning for breakfast it was like juicy smoothies like vegan breakfast burritos like oh it was a dream all the amazing vegan chocolate I discovered oh it was so good um See, I loved, like, all the food choices there. There was so much choice for vegans, which you would kind of expect from LA. Um, And, yeah, so we had a few days exploring LA, which was awesome. And then we went to Hawaii, which was a dream. However, we did fly to Hawaii during Hurricane Olivia, which was interesting. We were, like, kind of... David was panicking the night before, like, oh, my gosh, we're flying through a hurricane, like... And he just started um, YouTube and like planes flying through hurricanes to see like, are we going to be safe? And he's like, oh, it's fine. We'll be completely fine. And by the time we arrived, it was just like a rainy day. So it was fine. And yeah, Hawaii was just a dream. I will just say anybody should go to Hawaii. And just, it's just the best place. Like we would actually, I would love to live in Monterey, but I'd also love to live in Hawaii. (laughs) Because it's so chill in Hawaii. yeah it's just like a really laid-back way of life and that's kind of what I love like I, I especially after the trip I realized that I love like the laid-back chilled out way of life rather than like the hustle and bustle of a city and Hawaii was just it was just everything I thought it would be except for the food I don't know maybe because we only had five days there I wasn't able to find as many like vegan kind of friendly places if I'm like our bre- a place where we had breakfast in the morning that was like all like juicy's like I can never say the word is it acai bowls I would say acai or a, a, I don't know I googled it whilst yeah. I was there because every morning I was asking for one and I was like and I would get to it and then I'd be like oh I forgot what it is again <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'd Google it. I think it was acai it said but anyway they things oh so good um but then for our other meals it was like really difficult to find any like vegan vegan food in restaurants so I was quite vegetarian in Hawaii which was fine you know I ate I survived (laughs) how did you feel about it did you get like a little bit of guilt
1: at all or were you just like look do
0: you know what like I did the first time I had where where was I in um, Monterey I did have deep vegetarian because they I can not find anything there um except like sometimes I do find vegan options but I'm like a really fussy vegan and I hate spicy food so more often than not if, it, if it, a place has one vegan option it's going to be like a curry or a chili or something so I'm like well I'm not gonna eat that because I hate it so at first I was a bit like oh no I'm gonna have to eat dairy but then do you know I think after that initial time And I felt okay as well because I was like kind of panicking thinking "Am i going to have like a dodgy stomach because I've not ate it in so long, but I was fine. So then in Hawaii, I was like, look, like I'm I'm on holiday. I want to enjoy my time here. I don't want to be like sat starving because I'm not going to eat anything or like angry that they don't have the right vegan options for me. I'm just going to just deal like it's fine. So yeah. I think I felt guilty a little bit at the start, but after that, I just accepted that's what it was, and that you know it's just for on holiday. I'm not going to go home and be in dairy again, so it was fine. Yeah. And I got to have I, a delicious vegetarian meal in Hawaii. I'm not going to lie, there was this restaurant that we went to quite a few nights because it had like a whole like vegetarian menu, and they had this um, this thing called like their vegetarian chicken. I can't remember what they called it. But it was made with like I think like soy and wheat and stuff, and they did like this macaroni with this chicken thing in it and like truffle oil. Oh, that was so good! <laughs> Yum. So we yeah, basically
1: it. just making me hungry now. I <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think like one of the big things of my trip was like all the amazing food we had. Oh, there was just so much. We did come home feeling like though by the end of it, because after Hawaii, went to New York, and you know New York was intense coming from Hawaii to New York was like a freaking culture shock. I bet jeez, it was like complete of us it's Hawaii so everyone's so chilled out they're just on like island time is what they call it so even like at the airport Hawaiian airport it was so funny because like everyone was just gonna go slow and we were like trying to get quickly because um, our transfer hadn't turned up so there was this big hoo-ha with all that and so we were rushing a bit, and everybody's just like ah, da, da da da, like sun around. Like <laughs> there's like all the time in the world, and then we get to New York, and it's just like whoa, <laughs> intense. Um, yeah, New York was an experience and a half. I think some people, yeah, either really love New York or you're you don't. And David was like, he loves it. Like he loves all the hustle and bustle and the madness. And like every night we got back into the hotel was just like, ah, oh, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> just getting into the quiet I just like love the quiet so much but New York food was like so good I find this restaurant if you ever go to New York and you're vegan or you want you like vegan food you want to try it there's a place called Eat by Chloe I think it's by Chloe and then there's Desserts by Chloe and Eat by Chloe and there's quite a few in New York and I went I think I went every single day because there was so much on the menu I wanted to try they had like vegan mac and cheese I had like the it was like a meatball pesto sub oh, it was so good like they had like the best ice cream and the cakes and oh it was just a dream but yeah by the end of the trip we were just like we're so over foods <laughs> because like, when American portions are massive and when you're eating out all the time you know it's not like how you would eat at home and we were just like oh I just don't want to eat anymore we're <laughs> just like so done with eating and we got um when we got back to my dad's we stayed at my dad's the night we arrived back before we drove up to Edinburgh because we flew into Heathrow and he was like oh do you want dinner what do you want David's like I want beans on toast you <laughs> 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 like don't want a meal ever <laughs> yeah it was the best trip ever we just done so much it was like super hectic we just like didn't really like have like any down days on holiday so we got home and we just kind of got hit by all the all the bugs and mm. it took us a few weeks to recover but we're we're back on track and it was just it was a beautiful time yeah oh i'm
1: glad you had fun i was very very jealous but i'm glad <laughs> you're back now you've got some exciting updates with your yoga training
0: i know so as the universe obviously had different plans for me for this I in our first episode I had spoke about that I was going to do kundalini yoga teacher training and that was supposed to start the weekend just passed and unfortunately the woman who was taking the training had to change all the dates and it was not going to be until like later on next year and I really wanted to do it this year. You know, me and Emily have some some plans for next year. And also, I didn't know if I'd still be like living in Edinburgh next year. There's there's things going on with that. So I was a bit like, oh okay, I can't do that. But funnily enough, at, whilst I was on holiday, actually, the yoga studio that I go to had announced that they were doing a teacher training. And my favorite yoga teacher, Haley, if you ever listen, <laughs> I love her so much she it was she has taken it with three other teachers from there and I'd actually read about on holiday and I was like oh that sounds amazing I wish I could do that but I'm already signed up to one so it's fine so then this day the women cancelled the training I was going into yoga class and Haley spoke to me about it and I was like okay this is I think this is just meant to be this is the one I'm actually supposed to do so yeah, I start in November, November the 5th and it's a month long intensive. So by I think December the first I will be qualified to teach yoga. So yeah. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's an exciting time. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mad month November because it's really intense. It's like six days a week. So I don't quite know how I'm gonna fit in my work at this point. But yeah, and you've got a, an actual job as well. Yeah, exactly. I've got like my other business I run, which um I guess I'm in quiet season for it, so that's a blessing. Um mm. so I think that'll yeah, I'll just need to I'll just need to sleep a bit less that month, I think. But it'll be fine. So yeah, I'm really excited for it. At first, you know, I've been having all these like my ego has been a bit of a a pest within the last few months being like oh like you don't look like a yoga teacher who, who are you kidding like you know because I'm like I'm not just like you know the people that you look on look at on Instagram who are yoga teachers doing all these like fancy moves and you know I can't stand on my head or you know I've got big hips and a bit of a belly and so I've been having all these thoughts and I'm like shut up shut up. it's fine like I'm gonna be like curvy girls do yoga too." <laughs> I'm like i'm gonna start like some hashtag like like that you know um that's the thing
1: though it's it's not about like i mean the stuff that you see on like on, on instagram it's usually that um like acro yoga isn't it where people are like stood yeah. on their heads and stuff like that that's not that that isn't what yoga started out as no yoga started out as a meditative form of exercise mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what kind of like what you look like like i'm i've been teaching pilates for years i don't look like loads of other pilates teachers you know i don't have a six pack i don't have i don't have you know um like big bum <laughs> and you know I, I i i don't look what you would say like your typical yoga teacher uh, sorry pilates teacher so actually it's not about what you look like. It's about what, about the fact that you love it. And I think that's going to come through with you. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And that's when I spoke to the Haley who's doing the training and she was like, you, you know, yoga is so much more than, you know, being able to stand on your head or, you know, the moves, it's so much more than that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is because a big part of why I do yoga and why I love it so much is that I go to yoga to just get that time out of my life. Like I go, and you forget about everything that's going on it's like it just brings me like this deep sense of peace and the, the whole practice is like a meditation for me you just like lose yourself in it so it's so much more than just you know doing all the moves really well so much more than that so yeah I just have such a deep love for it and it's just you know anytime I'm at yoga I just feel so good and even when you leave like I always feel like It's like this magic that comes over you. Like every time I leave a class, even if it's a really tough class and it's been really difficult, you still leave feeling so freaking good. It's an unexplainable feeling if you've never went to one before. But if you go, you'll know what I mean. And yeah, it's funny, actually, David's coming along to yoga with me today. No way. Yeah, he's like, I really want to try yoga. I really want to go. So I'm like, okay, well, like come along. So we're actually going to class together tonight so that'll be interesting to see he went to one with me before about a year ago it was like just a beginner's class though so it was quite like tame um and he did like it but he, I don't know he's been like really at me recently that you know I guess he's seeing like how it benefits me that he's like oh I want to go I really want to try it so I'm taking him to a yin yang class with Haley. so we'll see how he gets on mm. i excited for him to come along We'll have the husbands in on it soon. Yeah, you need to get Alan. Mm. Oh, I've tried. (laughs) The thing
1: is, he does want to do it, but he's just, Alan's more of a mountain biking, running kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, I've got him to do Pilates and stuff before, and he's really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a teacher and I don't go to classes, it's not like I can just bring him along. It's different like if he came to one of my classes which I'm sure he wouldn't mind doing it would just it would it wouldn't be like somebody random telling him what to do it would be his wife telling him what to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> he <doesn't like> that. <laughs>
1: no no no
0: oh <laughs> uh, well yeah. yeah it's gonna be good yeah it will be I'm so excited and I'm so excited to bring yoga into the tribe um and for us to just keep building building that up with, with everything we're doing. So it's an exciting time.
1: It is. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to it as well. Yeah. really, really am. So you've had a very interesting month or so. Yeah. I've been holding the fort and dealing with shit. <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> Emily's kept it all together.
1: <laughs> Oh, actually, I won the lottery today. Oh, yay. Yeah, I won £5.80. That's awesome. That was another thing that happened, you know, because I woke up early, and this has happened to me before. Okay, if you are a lottery player, never, ever, ever look at your emails <laughs> at the middle yeah. of the night because you get an email saying... Uh, there is some like there's a new message in your account. Congratulations and thank you for playing. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've won, it. I've won. Well, you're a million. I've won it, I've won it. <laughs> yes, all my manifesting is coming into play. I'm. It's gonna happen. This is amazing. And you can't get on the lottery website until seven o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I don't know. I think it's because it's a gambling web. Work- site as well I guess because they've got games and things okay you can't get on it so (laughs) I then had this message at three o'clock and because it's happened to me before I was a bit more prepared when it happened to me before I was literally like trying to calm myself down because I was convinced that I had won the lottery and I was so excited and then I didn't sleep for the rest of the night so I think I had about an hour's sleep on that night as well <laughs> like waited or counted down the minutes until seven o'clock came and I'd won two pound 18
0: oh.
1: and I was devastated so I, I knew I learned from my mistakes I'm good with those I'm good with the, making them I'm good from <laughs> learning with them and uh I didn't get too excited, but I was like, thank you. Thank you for that.
0: Exactly. Grateful for every every amount. And exactly. the amount you're winning are going up. So you know. You're just I know. going up.
1: It's gonna be five hundred thousand next.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
1: I mean, a girl can dream.
0: Yeah.
1: But she's dreaming. So uh I think that's us done for today by the time this comes out it won't be long you'll be well you'll be in the midst of your yoga training yeah well and uh
0: might be, might be gone dark at that point
1: <laughs> yeah so it, you, this is probably the only time you'll hear <laughs> Sam's voice for a bit <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. but tell him out the we, other side
1: Exactly, and it's going to be so unbelievable for the tribe and for all of our tribe members. And if you're not in the tribe, make sure that you keep an eye out uh, because although we are closed to new members at the moment, keep an eye on the website early next
0: year. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) And I think what's, what's really great about the tribe is that it's not just, you know, you've got all you can go on and use the content which is awesome we put lots of content up there for you guys but we listen to what our members want and then we we make our each month when we release our new content we make sure it's what our members are actually wanting so we've got our facebook community where we say like is there anything you guys want this month or if they're having struggles with something you know we will create our content around that so it can directly benefit benefit y'all so I think that's something that's really cool about what we're doing with the tribe Mm, and it's definitely turning into a nice community as well
1: with you know people are really supporting each other in there Mm -hmm. and it's so nice to be able to like log in and, and see people creating you know friendships and camaraderie and you know cheering each other on which is exactly what we wanted for men and women um, just to have that safe space to go um, and talk about anything. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, tribe content related. It could be whether you're having a bit of a struggle. Um, and yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I can't yeah. wait to see where we go next year. So we'll speak to you next
0: week. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review and we will be back for you next week for more tribe talk